This is the Ask Foleschini podcast, where the modern economy is discussed from a skeptic's perspective. Mr. Foleschini helps you distinguish what is sustainable in our economy and what isn't. Not everything that glitters is gold, and not all mud is dirty. The podcaster Mr. Foleschini provides no-nonsense advice. He had it all, lost it all, went bankrupt multiple times, and is now attempting to come back from zero with sustainable growth. There are numerous coaches and preachers on the internet that preach about positive thinking and how life is all roses if you just care to see it that way. Well, Mr. Foleschini is definitely not one of them. We recommend you ask Foleschini to keep it real. He discusses the darker side of the current economic reality, the side that's more important for your personal and business finance. His first intention is to help you keep what you already have. Not to be a complete party pooper, Mr. Foleschini will also hint at the earning opportunities in the economy today. In order to please the almighty algorithm, please like, share, and subscribe. And now it's time to start taking notes. The mic goes to the podcaster, the one and only Mr. Foleschini. Thank you, Taylor. We have entered the fourth quarter of 2022. All mainstream media is full of depression, high interest rates, shortages of energy, shortages of food, shortages of semiconductors. Interest rates are increasing. Cars and property market slow down. Future seems to be terrible. My reality is quite a bit different. My consulting business is skyrocketing. Most of my clients are improving performance. They have higher added value than before, and they have improved their overall profitability. On top of that, they all have optimistic outlook for the future. That is the reason I'm dedicating this episode to the question, who's profiting from the current economic situation and how can you take part in the profit? Let's get right into the theory. The big business of the last decade was all about low interest rates and extreme financial leverage. More millionaires and billionaires were created in the last decade than ever before. So why is the economic elite trying to stabilize markets and talking about stability? Why do they need to lower their inflation and why do they need lower interest rates? The answer is much simpler than many would anticipate. Because stability implies protection and stability of existing power and wealth structure and protects people in power from change meaning that they would like to keep their often unfair advantages. Many times by disabling entrepreneurs and small companies from competing in a fair market environment and under equal conditions. Using other words, I would say elites are doing everything in order to disable the collapse of existing companies that are no longer catering to the market and no longer understand that customer is the king but are instead playing the entitlement card and too big to fail card. They often describe their potential failure as the end of the world. The fact is, in a competitive environment, even if big companies collapse and fail, new companies will fear their place in the market. On the other hand, most governments in the world believe that excessive market regulation, unfair subsidies, and even nationalization in the name of a steady and secure supply are better 
than encouraging a competitive environment. My opinion is that it's not the government's job to protect consumers and companies like their helpless babies. Most consumers and companies should be grown-ups that can assume risk and shouldn't be entitled to government protection, especially if they have made wrong decisions. Let's take two companies that has built buy-to-rent apartments, for example. The first one has a single source of heating in their uh, buy-to-rent property, and this is gas. And now the gas prices can go up even tenfold. It was their conscious decision to bet on one single source of heating and not on multiple sources. They have spent less money when investing in the heating system. The second company has two sources of heating, so they had to invest more in heating because they wanted to be more secure. Now, the government is interfering with the gas prices instead of leaving a fair advantage to the second company, the one who invested more and is better prepared. And now they just give the unfair advantage to the one that has invested less and was less prepared. My opinion is that regardless of what elites are trying to do to stabilize the current economic system, they will eventually fail. Since the system was not sustainable from the beginning, it was geared towards endless growth and looks like that came to an end. We should be aware that we are part of the nature and that nature constantly rearranges everything. Nothing is stable. One day you're up, on the next day you're already down. Why should the economy be any different? Enough with your theory for this episode. Let me continue with the opportunities. There seems to be two groups of companies and people that are profiting from the current economic environment. The first one are the part of the economic elite that managed to convince the government that they are so important that the government has responded with interference in the market on time to secure their profits. The second ones are the non-leveraged companies that were agile enough to already adapt to the new environment of rising interest rates, rising inflation, and supply problems. They are often referred to as resilient or even sustainable companies. And this one should be able to take full advantage of the monumental changes in all the markets in the not-so-distant future. I wouldn't recommend to any of my listeners to get into the first group that needs an unfair advantage to survive, since their days are most probably numbered. I would highly recommend to my listeners to become resilient and sustainable to start looking for new opportunities and to take on as much business from the free market as possible. Let's not forget that history teaches us that often after initial wave of lack of demand comes a time of lack of supply. Since many of the supplier won't make it through the first wave of lack of demand. So the big opportunity is to get ready for the second wave of demand. So wait for key players to get out of the market, be ready, have stock, have all the positions, have all the supply chain, everything should be in place for the second wave, where you can take 
full advantage of the new economic reality, the one after the bankruptcies or many bankruptcies in the branch that you work in. Let me conclude this episode by stating the following. Regardless of how hard an economic environment becomes, there are always opportunities for companies and for people. In a competitive environment, even if big companies collapse, new companies will fill their place in the market. The non-leveraged companies that are agile enough to adapt to the new environment of rising interest rates, of rising inflation, and supply problems should be able to take full advantage of the monumental changes in all markets in not-so-distant future. If you don't own a company like that, go work for one. And back to Taylor. Thank you, Mr. Faleschini, for this outstanding podcast. And thank you for listening to the Ask Faleschini podcast until the end. Mr. Faleschini would love to hear your feedback in the comments. And don't forget, if you want to know, ask Faleschini or listen to the Ask Faleschini podcast. In order to please the almighty algorithm, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.